All right. <laughs> I'm Andy Blackshire, and I am your host of the Standing Shoeless Podcast. This is episode five, and we are talking about forgiveness today. Whatever forgiveness means to you, I, it's a loaded word, a loaded phrase that, that uh, we all bring different baggage to when we hear this word. So whatever it is that you bring to this, I just invite you to, to hold it loosely and, and hear what God might be saying to you today. Before we get there, though, I, I wanted to let you know of something new that I'm working on and, and uh, offering to folks. Uh, it's discipleship coaching or uh, if you like the word mentoring better, discipleship mentoring. And here's, uh, here's what it is. I, what I've found with, in working with folks is that discipleship, which the easy definition is it's just how are we growing in our faith, how are we becoming more like Jesus, that it's not nearly as intuitive as, um, as sometimes we try to make it sound right. I, I'm a pastor. Pastors often just say things like, oh, just go read your Bible or come to church every week or go to a small group. And, and we lay out these steps even sometimes. But, you know, all those things are good, maybe even wonderful. And I've had great experiences with every one of those things. But if you've ever found yourself asking, you know, is there something more than just these things? Is there maybe another way of, of helping to bring everything together that all this learning that I've been doing and all this stuff that I know about myself and, uh, you know, I, I just wish I could live out my faith a little bit better and get some help with that, this might be for you. So um, this is a program that some pastor friends of mine uh, created together, and and I've been working uh, with folks on it. Uh, it's just a chance to explore your faith, who God created you to be, and then how God created you to live out your faith in the world around you. And... Um, yeah, uh, the folks I've been working with have been really enthusiastic about how helpful this has been for them. So if you think that might be you, uh, you know, if you're here in the Lake area, if you're part of Faith Bridge Church or here in the Lake area, this is something we can do in person really easily. And if you're outside of the area, I mean, we could do this by Zoom. There's nothing that says that we couldn't do that. So that's something you're interested in, uh, reach out to me, let me know. And uh, if you're not here local, you can find me on Facebook. Track me down, Andy Blackshire. Yep. All right, so parking lot forgiveness. Yeah, so it all started when I went back to a church that I had previously served uh, to just go and sit and be with folks at the funeral for... Uh, a close friend of mine and who, who also happened to be our office manager. And uh, it was good that I was there and, and got a chance to be there for her and for her family and uh, for myself, honestly. It was just a dear friend and a dear loss. And, uh, and I didn't have anything to do with the service. I just got to be there. Just one of those rare chances that a pastor gets to just be there and be a part of what's going on and just take it in, be ministered to. And uh, at the end of the funeral service, we, we all left the church and we're headed back out into the parking lot and, you know, shook a lot of hands, said hi to a lot of folks and, and, um, 
and then as I was heading back into the parking lot, I was heading over to my car, and I, I noticed out of the corner of my eye, uh, there was someone, a gentleman, who was walking through the parking lot and back to his car, and uh, this was a this was a gentleman that I had uh, a, a relationship with that changed many times over my time at that church. Uh, it started off good, everything was was fine, and then but by the end, um, we did not have a good relationship. Uh, I'll tell the story on myself. So uh, there was actually a moment where I was sitting down in the office of that office administrator that was had passed away, the funeral that we were there celebrating her life together. And uh, I, I remember sitting in her office while I was still there, and and I had been talking with her, and then this man came in, got really upset with me uh, about something. I don't even remember what it was. And it got to a point where... Um, he was shouting at me, and I was shouting right back at him. We were having a third-grade shouting match right there in the church office as people were coming and going from the building to do all kinds of other things. It was truly not one of my better moments as a pastor and uh, really as a person. Uh, That's just not how I conduct myself. And uh, so I was embarrassed, and he was embarrassed, but um, he was just really mad at me for whatever it was that had happened. I, truly, I don't even remember what it was at this point that, uh, that I had done that made him so upset. But at this point, when we're in the parking lot together, I, it felt like it had been decades since that day had come and gone, and, and I hadn't seen him probably since that day, maybe once or twice after that, but but it really had been so far out of my mind. It had been painful for a while, and I, I knew he was upset with me, and again, whatever it was, I, I was upset with him, And but I had to let that go at some point, and I, I didn't even register that until I saw him look at me, and he looked right into my eyes, and I, I asked him how he was doing, and and I don't think we knew the last time we saw each other, but but his wife would very soon uh, struggle with cancer. And, and I just asked him how he was doing, and especially with, with all of that and how he was dealing with it. And, you know, as a pastor would, I guess, as a friend would, as a person would. And he, and he looked me in the eyes, and I'll never forget, he, he looked right into my eyes after that conversation was done, and and he said, thank you. And, and then he started to walk away, and he turned, and he took a few steps, and, and then he stopped, and he turned back to me, and he looked right in my eyes a second time, and he said, thank you for being so gracious. And then he turned and walked away. And I was just kind of blown away by how much of that he was still carrying. I wondered, you know, just even seeing me, was he still carrying all of that to the point that when he saw me, you know, d- 
did he go into fight or flight mode? Did his hairs on the back of his neck stand up? Like, did all that pain come rushing back in? Whatever it was that I had said and whatever it was that I had done to upset him in the first place, did it all come flooding back? And, and, and then that got me thinking about all the people that I know who seem to, to have this same reaction when they talk to me about, about others who are still hanging on to stuff past hurts or things that have been said or unsaid and 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 as a pastor when I when I watch someone go through this in their life and I, I've been there too so I'm not talking in you know as if I've not been here too don't even begin to assume that but but when we when we get into this place where we haven't forgiven someone that we can get into what I would maybe call a whirlpool of unforgiveness right you just keep circling around and cycling around it because when you don't forgive someone maybe there's a moment or or a period of time where you just really shouldn't be moving on yet and, and that that person has hurt you and and that needs to you need to work through that but man before too long you get caught in this whirlpool of unforgiveness that just circles you around and, and you begin to, to have trouble not thinking about that person, that your mind just keeps playing what was said over and over again. Have you been there? Have you been there just thinking about what it was that they said or what they did and, and how it felt? And uh, most often we remember how it felt better than we remember what happened, right? And so we replay how it felt and how it felt and how it felt. And until it starts taking up space inside our mind, inside our heart, and it takes up space that, well, that space is now not available for anything else. It's We've only got so much of that space in our heart, and it gets taken up by this unforgiveness. Um, we've got a washing machine at home that most of the time it does well, but every now and then things will get tangled, kind of stuck up underneath this one piece of the washing washing machine. And when they do, if it gets stuck under that one piece, if any piece of clothes gets stuck under there, then as that washing machine is spinning it around, it just spins around until it catches another piece of clothes and another piece and another piece. And it spins around until it gets twisted and stuck and jammed in there. And sometimes it gets jammed in there so bad that it doesn't even let the washing machine finish doing its work. It gets jammed up in there and stuck, and it, it locks the machine up. I think this happens sometimes in our hearts. We can get stuck in that cycle of unforgiveness to the point that it just locks up our heart in knots. Yeah. I know someone who said, uh, I've got this list of people that I, I just I can't think about them an hour before bed anymore. And uh, I think that's I think that's brilliant. I think that's great, right? If that helps if that helps you to to sleep at night, if it helps you to feel better, to to be better, that's wonderful. You know, my my assumption is that if if you've got that list, if you're one of those people that you've got that list of people you just can't think about, that's probably got a lot to do with unforgiveness. That's probably got a lot to do with unforgiveness. 
that's a sign that, that your heart is that washing machine getting twisted and stuck and that your mind is just cycling over and over the feeling of the pain that that person is just taking up space in your heart. So forgiveness is if all of this is this jumble of twisted space that's being taken up in your heart, forgiveness is about, it's about opening all that up. It's about untangling everything and just, just letting it go. Just letting it go. And, you know, people want to put all kinds of limits on this and say, well, forgiveness is okay in this situation, in that situation, you know, at this time, in this way. Forgiveness doesn't do this, it doesn't do that, and, and you know, some of that may be true. But here's what forgiveness does. It, it is about you being able to let go. It releases you from the prison of the pain of your own heart, of, of feeling like you are the clothes that are twisted up in the washing machine and stuck and, and packed down on top of each other. It removes you from that whirlpool of unforgiveness and cycling and circling. It, it gives your mind a chance to move forward for just a moment so that that person, that situation is no longer taking up that space in your heart. It doesn't make whatever happened okay. It doesn't make them right. It doesn't change that. It doesn't take away the pain forever, right? But it gives you a chance to move forward. It gives you a chance to move forward. Jesus had tons to say about forgiveness. One of the things that he said was that uh, he was asked by those who are close to him, you know, well, I should forgive a lot, right? And, and the teachers of his day said that forgiving a lot meant three times. So you should forgive somebody who does something wrong to you three times. Three strikes, you're out policy, right? Three strikes, you're out. And so if someone does something to you, if they, I don't know, kick your dog and, and they do it the first time, you forgive them. You do it the second time, you forgive them. You do it the third time, you forgive them. And the fourth time you tell that dog, you just go after him, right? Go after him. Get him back for whatever it is that they did. There were some who said you should do that seven times, right? That was even more. And so one of the disciples said, Jesus, what do we do? Can we, uh, should we maybe even forgive people seven times? Like that seems like a huge number, right? Jesus says, not seven times, but 70 times, seven times. Or some versions say maybe 77 times. The point being, whether it's, you know, nearly 500 times or, 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 or more than 70, what, 77 times, whatever it is, Jesus' point was you should forgive enough that you quit counting. You've got to forgive enough that you quit counting because the moment that you're still counting is the moment that they're still taking up space in your head and they're still stuck in the machine of your heart. Suzanne Stabile has this, this great quote, and she's someone who's she's been through it. She has had all kinds of reasons to struggle with forgiveness, and, and this is her quote that I, I love about forgiveness. She says... Forgiveness doesn't mean forgetting. It's about grace. It's not about an eraser. You don't erase people hurting you. 
you recognize that you've hurt other people too and you offer the same kind of grace that you want and you move on. But you don't sign up for more of it from that relationship. You have to sign up for more vulnerability and commitment for grace for yourself and for other people moving forward. I love that. Forgiveness is not about closing the books, about saying this is the end of the story. It's not about, not about even writing a wrong, but it's about extending the same grace to others that has been extended to you, even in the midst of the pain and the heartache and all that has gone wrong and all that's been said and done. And it doesn't mean that you close yourself off and that you're less vulnerable or less out there to, to be a person who is loving and shares and gives with other people. No, instead you sign up for even more of that. Just not from that relationship, but but in general you open yourself up to even more love and vulnerability and grace for yourself and for others. And that lets you move on. Jesus said, just essentially quit counting. Right? How many times do you forgive? I don't even know. Why are you even counting anymore? Because you've got to be able to forgive everyone always. And you do this so you can move forward and have the life more abundant that he's called you to. That's my prayer for you today. Whatever it is that you're dealing with, whoever it is, whoever they are, whoever whatever happened, whoever said what, or, or gosh, if it's yourself, you're having trouble forgiving yourself for things that you left unsaid, undone, that you did wrong. It's not about an eraser, it's about grace. Offer others, offer yourself the same grace that God has offered you and that you want in your life. And then move forward. So this week, may you be the kind of person who is extending the very same grace that you have received from God. Extend it to yourself. Extend it to those around you, even even to people who have, have hurt you. To those you need to offer forgiveness to. Be a people of grace and forgiveness this week and always.